Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right hey welcome to thursday night edition of the rowdy maglite show guys and uh pocono weekend got kyle gonna cover it unfortunately kind of a little bit of a small little health issue but nothing I just can't, I've got to stay out of the sun and stay out of the heat. So, unfortunately, it's extremely hot in Pocono right now. And uh, trying to stay dry at a track and not uh, be sweating is kind of hard to do. But, guys, we're good. We've got uh, two drivers calling in tonight. And uh, one promoter, author, podcaster, uh but we got Matt McCauley, uh pre-race at Pocono. We're going to listen to real quick before we get this thing kicked off here. The idea what, how how to, how it might change things. Are there similar tracks? Uh, I mean, I think you know, obviously the just the data that we received, you know, and the stuff that they've done at the Will Force test. It's not the exact tire, but similar construction. You know, the left sides, you know, they've moved that uh, basically the label to the inside, um, but. You know, hopefully I think, you know, they're thinking a little bit of durability help from both sides, uh, just from a pressure standpoint. So um, I guess we'll see. I still feel like there's some uh, pretty big nervousness uh, from the from the left side durability for this weekend. But uh, they didn't have any issues at the test from what, from what I understand. So I guess we'll uh, we'll see when we get there. Thank you. All right, Bob, thanks. Let's go to Marty Sakala. Go ahead, Marty. Thanks, Dan. And Matt, appreciate your time today. Um, first off, I, I know you guys have had a tough season. I know you guys have shown a lot of speed at Daytona. But do you guys feel like that you guys may have to win twice this season to be in a battle for a playoff spot, considering that, you know, we've got 14 different winners this season? Yeah, I mean, I would say that's that's the way it's lining up for sure. Uh, obviously, you need, we need to get the first one, uh, and then, then, you would, uh, then you would look for the second one, you know. So, um, for sure, it's definitely uh, it's getting tight there. I know you guys take it one race at a time, but is there a track coming up for the rest of the regular season outside of Daytona that looks like you guys could have a really good chance at getting a win, perhaps? Uh, I mean, obviously, Brad's really good at Richmond. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that stands out as being a good track. Uh, and we were okay for the first race there. Not a winning car, but but decent speed. Um, so, got a little bit of a notebook to go back there, too. I would say there, um, and honestly, the road courses – we haven't been able to put all the finishes together. We've been pretty solid. So I think either one of those, uh, there's a possibility if the strategy works out and our car is good, uh, Brad can make it happen. And then one more from me, speaking of road courses, just I know you guys have seen it on iRacing for over a year, but just your thoughts on the Chicago street course now coming to life in a year from now. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously it's, um, you know, it's uh, I think changes. There's no negative to change. It's just understanding and adapting to that, right? So um, I think it'll be a new adventure, and we're ready for it. All right. Thank you, Matt. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Matt, I'll just follow up. I'm just curious, from a crew chief's perspective, when do you start looking at that race? You know, it's, it's right now there's no data or anything. Or there's eye racing and stuff. But at what point do you as a crew chief kind of start looking at that race and trying to make plans? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, um, 
I would say it'll be later in the year, most likely, but I've, probably sooner than what you would normally look at, just because it is so different from anything we've ran before in, in this series. All right, the doctor is in the house, Dr. DeAndra. Welcome to our call. You got a question for Matt, go ahead. Thanks, I do, and thank you, Matt, for your time. Um, fans have gotten really used to hearing drivers and crew chiefs talk about corners in terms of early entry or middle. Can, how do you explain that to a non-technical person? How do you explain the different parts of the corner without invoking the words load transfer? Uh, you know, I think, you know, the biggest thing with this car anyway, um, probably the best way to describe entry a lot of times is almost like a hydroplane. You know, you're not necessarily uh, in full control. Um, so I would say that's, uh, that's, that's the biggest part with this car, the entry stability. It seems to be, uh, seems to be on edge, you know, so, um, I would say that's probably the easiest way to describe that. In the middle, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same at every track, right? You're, you're turning the wheels to the right on entry, you turn it back to the left on exit, and then, I mean, in the middle, and then to the right on exit. So, um, but I think the, the easiest thing to, to describe that is there's definitely less stability with this car and then less forgiveness, you know, when you're, when you're breaking the corners down. Um, the exit, obviously, it seems to be better from the start of the year. Every, all the drivers have learned to figure out and set up stuff has evolved, but it's still, uh, completely different from a perspective that what we've had before is when the car does the, the rear of the car comes out further than the front. There's, there's not near the extra side force to help, uh, help the stability and feel comfortable to keep driving it sideways. All right, doctor. Thank you. Um, Matt, I, I'm kind of curious too, cause I was at the shop last week. Um, first time I'd been there since it kind of been redone and everything looks great. It's all shiny. It's nice and bright inside there. But as the year has gone on, we've seen performance uh, seventh place last week. Atlanta was a good race until the very end. You know, you guys were in the top 10. Do you feel like you guys are making the progress you'd like to see at this point in the season from where things started? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, it's not fast enough, right? Because you never, if you're not winning, you're not, you're not where you want to be. But I, mean, I feel like we've definitely have made some strides. Um, the thing is, everyone else is too, right? So, like, if you think you've gained five or ten spots, you probably only got a couple because everyone's working all the time, right, to get better. But um, I do, I do feel like we have uh, been able to put together some some better cars for Brad to drive here, as far as overall balance. Uh, we still got some work to do to get some more speed out of the cars, but um, yes, I feel like we've definitely uh, have made some small gains. All right, we'll uh, go to Zach Albert, NASCAR.com. Hey, Zach, welcome. Thanks, thanks, Dan. Uh, Matt, just want to kind of chime in on that also and just kind of see if you can assess just how this first season has gone paired with Brad. Um, you know, I, I know that the penalty was, has been a big turning point for you guys, but did chemistry or approach really uh, sway one way or the other, either before that or after? You know, not really. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, Brad is, uh, he, honestly, he's really easy to work with and he's working hard all the time trying to to trying to get better no different than we are and i think we all just adapted a little bit slower than we wanted to to this car um i feel like now we've we've been a little bit more comfortable unloading at some of the tracks um uh, just from a setup standpoint but i mean i think communication wise like it's it started off pretty good in the off season and he's done a really good job of, of keeping that communication really high with with me and the team um so uh that that's that's the plus side of it but obviously we don't have quite the results that uh, that show for that and speaking of communication, I, I know when he gets into a situation like like he did uh, kind of midway through the race with uh, Austin Dillon, um, I believe it was your voice over the radio that, that told him to kind of shake it off, settle in. Um, it, do you Is that part of your role, I guess, just to kind of, you know, try to keep things calm and 
try to keep the focus on on getting the top 10, which you guys did. For sure. I mean, that's that's a big part of it, you know, communicating with him and then TJ to just try to make sure really the information, the race isn't over, um, you know, and it's so easy to be distracted if, you're, if your day's going okay and we lost a little track condition there on a two-tire deal. Uh, but, but fortunately, Brad, you don't really always know what he's thinking because he's, he's very good about not speaking out loud. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, that was the biggest thing is just trying to, to put us back in the spot to stay focused because, obviously, he's really good at Loudon, so we need to keep, uh, keep trying to march forward. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Zach. Let's go to Emmanuel. Can you hear me, Emmanuel? Hi. Uh, good morning, uh, Matt. Uh, I have two questions. Uh, what is your opinion from the Chicago Street Circuit from NASCAR Cup in 2023? Yeah, I mean, I think that's intriguing. You know, um, anytime there's change, I feel like there's a, there's a chance for opportunity for everyone. You know, a different market, a street course is, is in, uh, you know, it's definitely interesting. It'll be, uh, it'll be curious. I'm curious to see how it all works out for us, but uh, definitely interested to get there. How much, uh, how much work is done for, uh, for the setup uh, uh, for the race, in a setup yeah. for the race. Yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll be a big part, you know, I mean, because obviously it's substantially different for us in trying to understand with the way this car works and as far as the travels and the type of limit, limitations we have from NASCAR with the internal bump stops, it'll definitely turn into uh, trying to understand the track roughness and that type of thing. So it'll, a lot of work will go into it trying to uh, maximize performance. Uh, what are your expectations with Brad Keselowski in next five races of the regular season from NASCAR Cup 2022 season? I mean, obviously, you know, I feel like uh, um, this weekend, I mean, I feel like we've we got to keep building on what we've been able to do the past couple of weeks. Um, I mean, obviously, we like someone asked earlier about, you know, winning two races. I still think we, we, get, we need to win one first and then figure out where we're at, right? So, um I think there'll be some opportunity there, some strategy for some of these races too, to get a little bit more aggressive, um, maybe put us in position, uh, and hopefully we can be as fast enough where you don't have to do something like that. But uh, I feel pretty good about it though. Thanks, Matt. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Emmanuel. Let's go to Kelly Crandall. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Hey, Matt, I got a couple for you. So on the topic of, of winning, trying to get that first win, Brad has has had very high expectations, of course, this year. But when the penalty happens and it kind of changes the season, how much has this just been about trying to to build the race team, build a, a foundation? Obviously, you want to win, but has there been a lot more or, or any kind of concentration on, hey, we just need to build up this race team in our first year together? Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's that's some of it for sure. I mean, I think, you know, we're fortunate with the, the team we have is, you know, really good. It's just, the, it's just adapting to – um, all the tools and everything we have to keep trying to maximize what we have. I think that, you know, it's hard not to uh, every, every, every time you go to the track, you want to want to put yourself in a position to win, but if you really don't have that, that's, that's the hardest thing to go to the track and to, to give yourself in to be like, okay, we're racing for 10th. But um, at the same time, we, that's what we probably didn't do there for a few races and got put in a bad spot. Uh, so we're trying to, uh, you know, clean that up a little bit. And like you said, just, just build on what we have to continue to get better. You know, Newmark told me that last week. He said that the, the kind of a frustrating thing is is that when it seems like both cars have had speed, that's been the races where something happens, whereas on the races where you guys haven't had the speed, you've had clean races. So how, from your perspective, how frustrating has that been that, to not be able to capitalize on those races where both cars have shown that the pieces are there, uh, it just hasn't come together? 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know how this sport is. You've been doing this a long time, too. That's just that's part of the nature of the business, right? It, it goes in cycles, and, yes, the frustration levels can get high, but you gotta got to be a realist and understand that uh, you've got to keep working and approach the next week uh, the best that you can. Uh, one last thing is uh, you, obviously you don't have anything to compare to because this is your first year with the company, but, but coming into this year, one of the things RFK said they wanted to do was have a dedicated competition department, more so than what they had done in the past. Um, just your perspective on that and, and, and how much, if any, you think that's um, come into play this year and maybe helps kind of uh, change the mentality or change things at the company, again, understanding that you don't have really anything to compare it to. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, you know, the, the, our structure here is a little bit different than what I was accustomed to. Um, I think that there's there's benefits for sure, and I th- still think it's just, you know, trying to put it all together. And, you know, the the toughest thing is, you know, we, we only have two cars, and our notebook builds a little smaller in sh- than other guys, you know. But then we, if I use Trackhouse as an example, they're the fastest cars almost every week. Uh, so we just uh, we've not been able to maximize as much as I feel like we should be able to from that side um, of, of building our notebook. But it's it's slowly but surely getting better for sure. go back to uh, Dr. Dr. DeAndre. You got a follow-up question? Yeah, thank you. Um, Matt, you've got so much data these days with all the SMT data. Can you talk a little bit about how you use that data in working with your drivers? And specifically, we often see the drivers coming off after practice or qualifying with iPads. What kind of things are they looking at? And do you, you know, can you just show them raw graphs or do you have ways that you translate it so that they can understand a little better to immediately put it into practice. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question because the uh, you know the data we do have is a double-edged sword, right? Because if there's a car fashion, you start analyzing what line they're running, what their inputs are. Um, you know, the sampling rate we get is still is still pretty small, but from a driver perspective, it gives a you know a good idea if someone's doing different something different. And that with the shifting stuff now, it definitely allows you. If someone's using a different gear uh, and they're soon to be making lap time, uh, a chance to try that or relay that information. But it also, at the same time, it's uh, it's like the old uh, the adage used to be: the driver would tell you they held it wide open in qualifying, and now it's like, yeah, they're much more truthful now when it comes to that information. So um, it's uh, but it's a good tool, you know. I think it's what drives competition for sure because that's what you know the drivers get out and they're um, you know ex- you know basically studying that data, trying to get ready, especially with the practice sessions we have. They happen pretty quick, and then you line up and go qualify. So just trying to maximize uh, as much as you can to imp- increase performance each time on the track. Can you actually just uh, – do you have um, – the, can they can they digest the raw data, or do you have to have someone – Hey, Kyle, we got our first driver calling in tonight. Uh, he's right. at, he's at, I guess uh, and I, this fact that he was at testing in Pocono today. And so it's definitely more – and this is, uh, yeah, absolutely. Driver for Empire Racing, Sean Core. Welcome, Sean. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, Sean, doing great. So, uh, Sean, how was testing to get today? Oh, we made, a, a, well, a lot of leaps and bounds on the, on the old number eight car there. So, it's the same car we ran down in Charlotte. Um it's the uh, same car we ran here last year, and <laughs> unlike last year's practice, when I when I slapped her up against the wall, I uh, <laughs> we we kept her clean today, so nobody we don't have to do any cosmetic uh, <laughs> improvements tomorrow. So. so 
So, Sean, you've been racing dirt, so going uh, oval track dirt racing into the tricky triangle, what's that like, the transition? Well, I guess it's uh, I guess it's just another uh, another uh, range of turns to get used to. There's one thing about the tricky triangle; it is tricky. There, no two turns are the same. So, uh, <laughs> what the heck? Why not throw in a dirt track the week before, <laughs> just to completely uh, mess my head up on it? <laughs> but it well, it was good. We we had my uh, my old dirt car. We went up to with uh, with Raceway down in uh, Royal Retreat, Virginia, and and. Uh, yeah, another car that we were just making leaps and bounds on, made a bunch of changes, and and uh, we ran up in the top five all day long with that car right off the bat. And um, um, then we have another race, a dirt race coming up here August 11th with the dirt car series. So that car, that car, I cleaned up Sunday. We rescaled it and put it back in the trailer. It's actually here in the infield at Pocono. We're uh, going to be bringing it to. Uh, I'm going to be bringing it home after Pocono is done, so that way we got it up here for the dirt races. So, uh, Sean, you going to be at uh, Springfield and the coin? Uh, we are working on it. We're trying to trying to find some uh, find a sponsor for out there. So we're trying. We're try, We we are definitely making a uh, um, an effort to try to get out for for Springfield or the coin. We're uh, oh, I'd love to run those dirt tracks. They, that sounds like so much fun. Hey, Sean, you got Kyle here. Uh, first question for you is, how did your test go today? I know you were talking a little bit about it earlier, but uh, any, any how were track conditions? Uh, did anything change the longer you ran out there? Um. Well, uh, honestly, that PJ1 compound, I don't even know if it's still PJ1 or, or not, but the, the attraction compound, they put it down in turn one, um, I think there's going to be something there to to run on a little bit more tomorrow. It's, it's the more I kept kind of um, getting gutsier and gutsier, I kind of kept kind of putting my right sides in it and getting a little. I think by the end of the testing there, we were we were just dipping our left sides down under it and then right back in it. So it um it was I I, I really the the PJ one normally it's kind of like you don't mess with it till till the end towards the end of the race, but t- today it was already coming in. So I, I think that's going to be something that uh, our biggest biggest thing we were working on today was turn one. And we had such a horrible uh, tight condition with the car to start out with, and just slowly kept working on it. We we freed it up a bunch and um, made a shock adjustment, made a spring spring change, and it really brought the car to life. So it just freed it up and then and helped it turn right in the center and, and along with the PJ1 compound. My second question for you is, you're an Orange County guy. Who do you think is the better driver in dirt? Do you think either is it Matt Shepard or Stuart Friesen? <sighs> Shepard or Friesen? <sighs> I would definitely go... With Friesen has the uh, the track record to prove that that he's uh, kind of good no matter where he runs. So I mean, asphalt third, so he's kind of all over the place. But I mean, Shepard Shepard's right there too. He's 
he's I think he's win wins at all the same dirt tracks at least that uh that Stewie's on, so but uh I think as far as you know, being an all around driver, I think Stewie's good just between the dirt the dirt and the asphalt. It's uh that's a heck of a accomplishment to be able to win on dirt and asphalt. My last question for you is what are what are you expecting out of tomorrow night or tomorrow evening's race? Well, I gotta think we're just we're just looking to have a good clean run. Wanna come out of there a lead lap and with the top ten would be my would be my goal. So it's always it's always good to load them back in the trailer the way they came out of the trailer for sure. <laughs> that's a good day when you don't have to have several people pushing and shoving and shut the door at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you got a bunch of people throwing what's left of the car into the trailer, that's that's, that's a rough that's a rough day. So, um, but I, I drove I drove the hauler up uh, this trip, so um, so either way, it's it's going to be good to just uh, be able to drive it home. So afterwards, and we're all, to, for me, this is our uh, our Arca home track, Pocono. So we're only uh, two hours from home from here. So Pocono's your home track. Uh, got a long history at Pocono. One of your best memories at Pocono, Sean, since Pocono's your home track. Oof, but best poke best probably when I qualified eighth. Uh, I think it was 2010, 2010, 2011. Um, yeah, we we qualified eighth, and and uh, on the start that that I think that was the same race when uh, Buster Graham jumped the jumped the fence and uh, and kind of dukes the hazard it over into the infield. Um, so I mean that was a crazy, crazy race. <laughs> I remember right off the bat with the green flag. <laughs> Everybody checked up the top eight, top seven checked up, and I just accordion effect and crunched my head up right on the start. But that was just a crazy race, like right from the get go. It was, uh, um, yeah. And then Buster Graham, I never saw a car fly over a fence before like that and land on all four wheels. That was just that was crazy. But uh, that was uh, that would probably be one of the. the I don't know if it's best memories, but sure is craziest races I ever remember here. That and the fog out. Not the snow out, not the rain out, the fog out. That was the probably the second craziest thing I ever saw there. I still remember they restarted us after the fog cleared a little. And going down the front stretch, and all of a sudden the fog rolled back in and the turn disappeared. And when we hit it with all the, all the cars and we just drove into it, you really – you could not see the car in front of you. It was that thick. Wow. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced in racing. But, I mean, you're literally, at that point, everybody just got down, just followed each other single fire, and nobody ran over each other. And we just got down. We used the yellow line as our only guide to get through the turn. It was it was, It was pretty crazy. <laughs> Sean, the uh, the fog race of Pocono. I, I will say before I ask you my question. Uh, yes, I I did not see the pass in turn one. Um, I could not see it from the grandstand. 
I didn't know that Tim George Jr. did win the race that lasted two turns after the green flag fell. And uh, you were talking about your accomplishments. I-, I wanted to know where the 2012 Daytona Pole Award ranks. I know it's I know it's not the finish that you wanted in the race, but where, where does that Pole Award rank in your accomplishments? Oh, oh, I thought okay. Um, I gotta admit that's right up there with uh, with winning Super Dirt Week. That was. Um, I'll tell you, it's always something that's going to make Daytona near and dear to me, for sure. It's uh, Daytona always was. When I was a little kid, me and my dad started going there in 95. And uh, to be able to to have the honor to be able to race on that track, it's, it's huge. And to be able to, to do as well as, as we're able to do there is, uh, I'm just very thankful for, for everything that uh that we've done in in the Arca series and racing but as far as where that ranks that there were there were only ever two tracks that really give me butterflies like the first time I've ever been there Daytona's one of them and uh, uh the New York State Fairgrounds Super Dirt Week racetrack was one of them and and that one that one is no longer a, a racetrack but I'll tell you Daytona still still gives me butterflies like I was there for the hey, first time. Hey hey Sean, I had one more follow up, Rowdy. Uh I had one more follow up. On the New York State sure, Fairgrounds. Sure. I was watching some World of Outlaws stuff the other day. Uh have you seen the World of Outlaws there, the sprint cars? And I mean what was it like? The World of Outlaws I never saw I saw the uh what they have, the the Royal Crown. They they weren't winged cars. Uh what the heck were they? They were Oh man, I guess they were sprint cars. They just didn't have wings. But I remember watching those guys run there, and and uh, <laughs> I think they came off the track and they said they'll never come back because it was too fast. I think it scared everybody. But uh, place was just that. That was one crazy setup for dirt for being a dirt track. That was insanely fast. Just, uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> I I miss it. I really wish. Uh, I hope uh, I hope one day they uh, someone decides to build a, a track that's on the East Coast that's even close to it because it's it is it was just something different. It was something that uh, there's no other track like it. So except Springfield and the Coin, but they're out Midwest. But um. Um, yeah, there was no other track like, like Super Dirt Week at the fairgrounds there. Well, I've been blessed to be able to have been to Springfield and the coin, and it, it, it creates great racing, and the aviance of the state fairs in both backgrounds is pretty spectacular, Sean. Oh, yeah, there's, <laughs> if there's, you got to be able to go and get your, uh, your elephant ears and your, um, <laughs> Fried toast too. That's just that 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 tops off a good race. I swear, just something about having a uh, um, that 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 can turn a bad race into a good one. John, let's talk about the guy. Everybody back at the shop that helps you get to Pocono this weekend, and you sponsors. Oh, oh yeah, the guys all back at the shop. We got uh, we got Mike Grumpy Cheek. He's uh, he's our team manager. He's a fearless leader, and uh, 
We got Johnny and Kevin. So that's our uh, that is the whole crew for Empire Racing this week. And they um, so they they set this car up. This is a again this is the same car from Charlotte. So the guys, I I think besides the suspend a couple changes in the suspension, the car's right the way it came from from Charlotte. I mean we didn't we didn't even take off the uh, it was um um the salute to salute the troops weekend down there. We didn't even take any of the, any of the salute your salute the troops stuff off. So it was, uh, it really is right the way it came off the track from Charlotte. So what about but, sponsors uh, there, Sean? Oh yeah. We got, ne- we got Nesco bus at, a um, at a Long Island, New York. They're a, a Freightliner uh, truck and school bus dealer. And, uh, we have Empire Metal Empire Metalworks out of Walton, New York. So they do everything from custom powder coating to custom fabrication. Um, they do custom welding, anything from railings to military trailers. It's it's kind of it's it's amazing everything they do. And we have uh, Suffolk Transportation Services out of Suffolk County, Long Island. So they uh, they're on the car this week. And who else do we have? We have Grumpy's Performance um, and the Trans Group. The Trans Group's a longtime sponsor in, in all, in, on all my cars I've ever had. So even the dirt cars, the car we won Super Dirt Week with, everything, from, all the way back from 2008. So, yeah, and they're on the car. And... Where can they follow, Sorry, go ahead, follow you? Where can they follow you and keep, keep up with you this weekend at Pocono. Um, well, we are well, we're on Facebook. Uh, definitely check out um, Empire Racing Group on Facebook, and uh, um, I think also on Snapchat. And I'm not a big Twitter, but I guess I guess we are a little bit more with the Twitter than we've been in a long time. So, uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's mostly Facebook. If everybody wants to know what we what we got going on, that's for sure, the best way to to stay up to date on what's going on with uh, Empire Racing. Sean, good luck tomorrow, and looking forward or Friday, and looking forward to. Uh... Hello. Hello. Hey, Sean. Rowdy. Up oh, there you are. Hey. Hey, Rowdy. Hey, I can hear you. Yeah. Sean, I appreciate you being part of the show tonight. No problem, guys. As always, thank you so much for having me on. So it's it's always good. It's always fun and good to talk to you guys. Always an honor to be on the show. Hello. Thanks, Sean. We appreciate Hello. it. Oh, oh, there you are. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Roddy I didn't has know our next guest on. Me or not. <laughs> Oh boy, technical difficulties. <laughs> always, it's always something. <laughs> oh man, well seriously though, guys, thank you so much for having me on. Hello. Hello, hello. We, we can't hear Rowdy right now, so hang on. Let's try this now. <laughs> No problem. Roddy, can you hear us? In the green room. Cricket. 
Roddy. Roddy, can you hear us? Well, uh, going from, from the topic of ARCA testing, we have Stephanie Moyer on the line. Uh, just tested uh, the ARCA Menard Series practice today at Pocono Raceway. How'd it go today? Oh, my gosh. It, it's so nice to be back. I love my local home track. So I was super stoked to come into this. Uh, we came in pretty decent. We started on scrubs. And just to kind of get my feeling back, because tomorrow we still have practice, too. So today wasn't so much about getting the testing done, but just making sure the car is all, all like, hooked up decently, okay, for tomorrow um, to kind of get neutralized and ready to go. But, it, oh, my God, it was so nice. We started on scrubs, and I got one of my better lap times on scrub, which I was insane. It was insane. Like, it blew me out of the water a little bit. Um, I got my rhythm momentum back, and it was just, like, a really easy day today. So I'm super excited to do practice tomorrow because I think we're going to be dialed in this weekend. I asked Sean Cordes earlier, and I'm going to ask you this. How are track conditions today? Uh, how is it the, the, uh, the, the, the compound out there, the compound tra- traction compound? It honestly, it it felt pretty good. Uh, last year it was a little slippery, but this year it was it was very very well put. And so I'm actually con- like not concerned, but I'm actually excited to see like what it's going to be like tomorrow. It's going to be a lot hotter, so it's definitely going to be a little slippery and stuff like that. But there was a lot laid down, so it was definitely quicker. Yeah, how was uh, who was helping you out today at the test? Um, you know, who, who kind of who do you, who have you been leaning on for the most uh, advice when you go into the when you go into Pocono every year? Uh, Andy is always big. Andy Holmberg is always big with giving me uh, coaching me through everything. Uh, last year it was just baby steps. This year it's you know going full throttle. So Andy's always a big help. And then uh, my crew chief Mike Sheriff, he he has been pushing me to my limit. So um, we definitely wanted the adjustments to be made that we had to do today. And without Mike, you know, I probably would have been sticking with what we had going. Um, And then I did get on top of the spotter stand after I got done testing to kind of get a little more feel and talk to some of the spotters up there to get a little more, like, advice on what I could do with my lines and get – to find anywhere where I can get more speed to kind of bring it to the front tomorrow. So, you know, aside from Pocono, uh, their show at Evergreen Friday night, I know the tour modifieds are in town, and then a normal show at Saturday in Mahoning. Um, are you are you looking to maybe attend any of the, either of those races? I mean, what's your, what's your schedule looking like since you're back in the state? We are jam-packed. So I will be uh, – trying to get to evergreen right after the pocono race tomorrow night so i'm most likely going to go from pocono right to evergreen and then if i'm not mistaken i may be in the booth at mahoning on saturday night so i am i am filled with racing this weekend i I couldn't ask for a better weekend hey rowdy can you hear us i don't think he can hear us but uh, yeah, a busy weekend. You mentioned, um, you know, a lot, a lot of racing going on. Uh, I'm kind of curious to ask you. You know, you, you you've been to the asphalt tracks around here. Um, have you ever hit any of the dirt tracks here in the state? I did race uh, at 
Greenwood Valley Action Action Tracks up in Bloomsburg, PA, and that was the only dirt track that I've been to so far here. Um, that's a fun little track. That's where my roots started, so I'm always going to vouch for Greenwood. And they just, I think they just ran a micro sprints the other night. Uh, you know, I saw that was on the schedule. Um, I know there was a big sprint week. Um, Christopher Bell was, was at Kutztown last night. Um, do you follow any of that, any, any, any of that stuff closely? I mean, how, I mean how, what do you do to keep up with other types of racing? So I usually follow up with, like, the late models uh, down south. So, like, obviously Hickory. Um, I'm always at Hickory trying to learn a two from the drivers there. I haven't raced on Hickory yet, and I really, really want to get my feet wet on that track. Uh, so I mainly follow with just the local tracks and stuff like that um and obviously like the pensacola like snowball derby like stuff like big events like that i usually try to follow with well it sounds like we're having some issues with rowdy but uh i'm gonna ask you two more questions and then we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up uh my my next question for you is um what are you, what are you going to learn tomorrow in practice and qualifying are you expecting anything different than what you saw today um you know then, then you have the race at 6 30 tomorrow night i mean what are what are you expecting for tomorrow so tomorrow I'm expecting uh, my ambition to be a little bit higher than what it's at right now. Um, I did go into this testing today a little nervous being that it, I don't normally run the big tracks. So I'm always on smaller tracks. And when it comes to big tracks, I'm always a little nervous. So last year was my first uh, debut race at Pocono. And so this year I'm coming into it, bringing in what I've learned last year, from my mistakes to newer and better improvements. Um, we were, like, really tight. Or not, sorry, not really tight. We were super free in one. Uh, we did make adjustments. So car tightened up a little bit. So tomorrow I'm hoping it'll be a little bit um, freer. Uh, it did tighten up as the, the, uh, as the testing went on. So I am looking at this as a big advantage for me. We do have a really good car. Um, it's one of the best fast track cars out there. So I'm hoping tomorrow we bring home a really, really good finish. Last year we finished 15th, and I'm hoping for a top 10 this year. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, JB for it ran this car last year at Pocono. So we do have a really good setup going. Um, we have a really good strategy plan going, and I hope tomorrow will just be a lot better. And it's going to be hot. It's going to be really, really hot. So I'm expecting everyone to be splatting around and really getting down and dirty tomorrow. <laughs> so my last question before we throw it to a sponsor shout out is uh, what, what else is going on? What is, what is your race the rest of your racing schedule looks like? We saw you at Iowa and um, what, what else are you looking forward to the rest of the year? I mean, what are the what other races are on your schedule? What, when, when can we see you racing? When, when will we see you racing after Pocono tomorrow? Uh, I have two more races left. Um, I'm still doing the east side. Uh, Pocono was just the home track, so I, obviously I had to come back for this. Uh, so I have Milwaukee next. Um, that's coming up in August, I believe, and then Bristol and that should be the end of the season. Everyone's been trying to get me to do the snowball derby, so there might be a late model race at the end of this year. Who knows? Um, and maybe some in between. So, who do you want to sh- make a shout out to? Your sponsor, your team. Who do you want to? Who do you want to thank? 
I do want to thank Harry View Pullet. They are my main sponsor for Pocono this weekend. Um, I want to thank Damon's Bar and Grill, Smile Axe Floral, Ackerman Steel, Steam Steel Coating, Galata Electric. Obviously, my Power Cry fans, that's going strong. I'm super excited to have everyone on board, as always. Uh, Fairway Subaru, Frankie's Pizza, Highland Social Club, the American Legion Post 473, and Bits and Bites. Without everyone, this weekend definitely would not be possible. And one one more thing, uh, the, the the partnership with Evergreen uh, Raceway Park. How how has that been lately? How's that been going? Oh, really, really good. Um, they're always always a big part of the Arca the Arca career going on. So they will forever be part of this history. But um, everything's been going good. Uh, this race was a little little tight, but hopefully the next couple races they will be back on board. Back on board as the main sponsor, Stephanie. Kyle, Stephanie, I'm I'm finally got myself back on here. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I I have to be the behind the scenes guy too. I don't know what happened. We've had a bad storm, so I had to swap the way I, I, I broadcast, and luckily it it stayed up, and we're all running good. But What's it feel like? I, I didn't get to hear a whole lot about what Kyle had asked you, but just what's it like being back to Pocono and knowing it's your home track? It honestly feels really good because I am super relaxed, and it's scary. <laughs> it's it's really scary being super relaxed going, in, going into this race. It is the tricky triangle. Everything happens. There's so much room to work with. So I am – I'm not so much nervous about this. Uh, this is one of my better advantage tracks that I have. Um, and last year, I've, I seriously learned so much. And this year, I think it's going to be a little bit more of an easier time getting around this track. So coming into this is pretty good. Well, what's it feel like uh, to be a role model for females that look at you and say they want to be a race car driver like you? It's crazy. It, it It's seriously really crazy. Like, I'm still kind of speechless about, like, how this whole career opportunity has been kind of unwinding itself. And it just feels really good because growing up, I never really had that role model. And now I have these young women messaging me on my social media panels asking, how did you get into racing? And why are you not afraid to race? And how do you get over, like, overcome the fear of it and it's just it's it's crazy and i am more than willing to talk to anyone to try to get them in this because this is a dream that i didn't think i'd have and honestly i bet you nine out of ten they're feeling the same way so it just feels really good to to kind of be able to help guide these women to their career path and what their passions are well, you know, anything's possible. You just got to dream it and, and, and put it forth. And you've done a, a great job, and it's uh, always good to have you on the show, Stephanie. We appreciate you being part of the Rowdy Maglite Show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure coming back. I always have fun talking to you guys. All right. I didn't Stephanie, know I'll see you tomorrow. You. All right. Uh, Stephanie, where can they keep up with you? I don't know if Kyle got to ask you that. I um, I am on all social panels. You can get me at Stephanie Moyer Racing on Facebook and then uh, Stephanie Moyer on Instagram and Twitter. 
I am on TikTok. I don't do dances, but I am on TikTok, and I have some racing footage for you guys. So you can get me everywhere and anywhere. <laughs> you dance behind the wheel. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I do. There you go. There's always a way to do dance it. Dance behind the wheel. Thanks a lot, Stephanie. <laughs> Looking forward to watching you dance behind Thanks, the Stephanie. wheel. Stephanie. See you tomorrow. Thank you so much. See you all tomorrow. Have a good one. Oh, all right. All right, Kyle. I appreciate. It. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened. I just had to call back in on my phone, Kyle. So Rowdy, uh, it went dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. I'm saying you were probably talking and nothing was coming out. <laughs> well, I seen it when it went dead. I started trying to figure out what I was going to do. Hey, Rowdy, you want to talk a little bit about tomorrow's race? Absolutely, Kyle. So uh, the uh, the general tire delivers 200 at Pocono Raceway. Rowdy, there have been 30 straight different winners at Pocono Raceway, and there's no repeat winners in the field, so it's going to be 31 tomorrow. So uh, that's what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, they had a pre-optional test today. Um, poor Love Ozzy's heart to death. But, uh, yeah, yeah Nick Sanchez uh, was fastest in uh, – practice today uh sammy smith was second making his super speedway debut rajah karut jumped to third late in the session brandon jones was seventh but rowdy you and i both know that uh, that 81 car is going to be fast tomorrow so that's kind of what's going on and uh looking forward to uh looking forward to having kevin on i hope i uh, hope you remember to call but um you know i think we're just waiting on him right now so yeah, um, we are. Yeah, I know he's his Supercars Today TV, which I really like. Uh, did a thing on Jeff Purvis uh, talking about his ARCA career with Phoenix Racing. Really good rally. I hope you check it out. Um, one of his wins came at Pocono in July 1994. So, uh, yeah, I know Jake Finch was talking about that race when we had him on. Um, you know, maybe he's going to, you know, his eighth today in the in the test. So, um, Rowdy did not make it today, but I will be at the track tomorrow, uh, probably around 1 or 2 o'clock. Um, we'll be we'll be taking nice photos for everybody um, on Friday and Saturday, so I'm really looking forward to that opportunity. And uh, Boy, you know, uh, Friday, Kyle got that photo vest. Yeah, that's right. Um, something I've worked for. Um, you know, we made it work out. So I will be shooting that's photos. Right. Uh, you know, I'll probably be, you'll probably see me uh, photobomb in victory lane tomorrow in the Arca race. Kidding. Uh, unintentionally, but uh, yeah, I'll probably be in victory lane tomorrow for whoever wins the the general tire delivers 200. Uh, green flag is 6:44 p.m. Eastern, live on FS1 and also MRN. What was that, Rowdy? I said you will be on the stage. I know, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, we all know we all know it's going to be a quiet day Friday, but you know they're still on on track activity. Uh, let me just go over the schedule quick. Uh, 245 to 320 Eastern is the only ARCA practice uh, for the general tire delivers 200. And then at 330 to 350, a 20-minute qualifying session for the ARCA Menard Series to set the grid for the race. And then uh, from 430 to 5, it'll be a Camping World Truck Series practice. And then from 5 to 6, the lineup going to be set for the uh, the CRC Brake Clean 150 truck race uh, Saturday at noon, live on MRN and, and also on Fox, the big Fox. So uh, And also uh, NASCAR uh, race day, 
for the truck race going to be on Fox, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, so tune in your local Fox affiliate for that. And then uh, we top it off with the uh, General Tire Delivers 200, 6.44 p.m. Eastern, live on Fox Sports 1 and Motor Racing Network. So uh, 28 cars entered for the General Tire Delivers 200. Uh, most of them did, par- did participate in the practice today. Um, we're really looking forward to going to the track tomorrow, Rowdy. Um, big day. You know, Pocono back in town, and uh, it's our turn. And uh, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to uh, the race and uh, seeing how it goes tomorrow night. Your favorite spot to watch the race, if you had a spoken of. I, I like to go on pit road normally near a, a jumbotron. Um, I don't know why. It's just it's such a big place. Um, I mean, I've been on the spotter stand before. Um, that's not a bad spot. I mean, I think if, I think the higher you set up, the better. There, you can see more. Uh, I think higher level it's seats do better. Press box. Press box is nice seat too. You can see that turn turn too really well from the press box. Yeah, Rowdy, that's true. Um, yeah, you can see everything in that press box. You can see the whole race going on and seeing what's what's up. And um, I'm not sure if Kevin forgot or not, but uh, we're still waiting on him. But uh, yeah, Rowdy, um, you know the the you know the umph time it's been. You know we've been to an Arca race at Pocono. Connor Mosak, uh, fifth on the on the on the charts today. Not too bad for him. Uh, Jesse Love was fourth. So. Uh, some of those youngsters that are just making their super speedway debut, getting up to speed already. And, uh, you know, uh, we got the truckers tomorrow. And then, you know, Saturday's a busy day. Affinity um, practice and qualifying in the morning, the truck race, the cup practice and qualifying in the afternoon, and then tops off with the Xfinity race at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, just uh, the networks for the Xfinity race, USA, and also USA for the M&M's Fan Appreciation 400 at Pocono Raceway. So um, if you're looking for television... Um, going to be on three different networks, FS1, Fox, and USA. And also, uh, you know, look for, you know, all, all, there will be all on, everything will be televised except for the arc of practice and qualifying, but everything else is on TV, so you can't miss it. Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be real hot, Rowdy. Um, it's been hot all week, and, 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 and it's expected to continue. Well, Kyle, unfortunately, in the situation I'm in, temporarily like right now that's what's got me uh out of the game is the heat the heat and the sun so i'm having to stay lo- stay low kyle uh looking forward to what you got all weekend kyle i mean we're going to be doing several things that, that you know, we're just going to be popping up and doing shows. What did you say? We're going to do a uh, post-race show tomorrow night at 9? Correct, Rowdy. Um, I think it's going to be closer to 10 um, so I can get home and we can do the show. And then Saturday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, um, recap of Saturday. I don't know if we're doing anything for Sunday yet because I have to work, but... Uh, you never know what happens. We don't really know. It's going to be really hot this weekend, and the hot weekend's been here for all week, so it's uh, been a pretty bit, pretty hot week here, Rowdy. It, that's kind of out, of out of the norm, too, isn't it, Kyle? Being so hot at Pocono. 
Well, it's summertime. It'll, it'll be a full house of campers, too, on it. Slightly. Uh, the the little the red bus. You need to go by and see the, the little red bus. Stanley and uh, Ken and all that group. Did we go that? Did you? I take you there last year, Kyle. To the little red bus. I don't remember, Rowdy. I think I may have, may have not been. Um, even though I was, was I with think, you guys, I, I think, think I was some at a different campsite. I think y'all, you went on home, and we stopped by and told Stanley just to tell him we see him and Ken Jr. and the rest of the guys there. Uh, and then right. you know everybody over. Mark and, and Kathleen, all, everybody helps it. I mean, it's hard to go through all the names of Pocono, Kyle. Uh, Carmen and his wife, uh, he just goes on. Earl and Pam, Pam and Dino. And, and Kyle, another thing. They cook the best food of all tracks. I'm sorry. And it's all done right there at the track. Kyle, what you got for us to close us out here? Kevin must have run into something tonight. Yeah, I think he forgot, but uh, we'll get him on another time. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get Kevin on again. No no worries. I know he'll come back on. Um, Rowdy, well, looking forward to the weekend. A good show tonight. Um, We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but that happens when there's a thunderstorm in the area. Um, I'm going to yeah. get some rest. Uh, nine straight days of work um, has come to an end. Um, I'll be there for all day Friday, all day Saturday for everything. Again, I'll just go over the schedule again quick. Uh, two, four, uh, Friday, July 22nd, 245 to 320. ARCA practice, 330 to 350. Uh, ARCA practice, or ARCA general tire pull qualifying for the general tire delivers 200. And by the way, this is all times Eastern Standard Time. Uh, truck practice from 4:30 to 5. Truck qualifying from 5 to 6, and then the general tire delivers four or 200. Excuse me. Uh, the general tire delivers 200 uh, at Pocono. Uh, green flag is scheduled for 6:44 p.m. Eastern, live on FS1 and MRN. Saturday, July 23rd, 9:35 to 10:05 is Xfinity practice, followed by qualifying for the Explore to Pocono Mountains 225. And then uh, the CRC Brakeland 150, the regular season finale race for the uh, Camping World Truck Series, going to set the playoff grid. Uh, hopefully there's some post-race availabilities for that. Um, I know we're going to kind of be pushing it up against cup qualifying, which will be at 2.35 p.m. Eastern uh, for practice. And then after that, cup qualifying, two rounds uh, to set the grid for the uh, M&M Fan Appreciation 400. And then the, uh, just after 5 o'clock, the Explore the Pocono Mountains 225 NASCAR Xfinity Series race. I'm interested to see how that one's going to go. I, I'm not sure if it's a clear-cut favorite right now. but uh, And then Sunday, July 24th, uh, just after 3 p.m., the M&M Fan Appreciation 400 at Pocono Raceway, 160 laps, 400 miles. So uh, that's how the schedule is looking. The, day, you know, the first time, well, the second time we're going to see the next-gen car on the track at Pocono. Um, they did test the tires on May 11th with uh, Christopher Bell, Eric Almirola, and Daniel Suarez. So um, 
we'll see if that's any of an advantage uh, going into this race or not. But um, really looking forward to the weekend. I just want to say thank you to the track uh, for everything, as always. They've been very helpful, as always. Um, looking forward to being a photographer for the first time in a NASCAR race. Uh, that's never happened before uh, in my uh, uh, career as media. So it's been pretty there interesting. There you go. Looking forward to seeing what you got, man. Kyle, thanks a lot. So, hey, uh, we'll put it together tomorrow, man. You need me. All we got to do is call. Hey, look, Just remember to keep going. it here because we got shows coming up. That's right. If you get to Pocono, make sure you go and check out out on the Midway. There's plenty of things to do. Kyle, if you get a chance, which I know you won't because not many people do, I don't get a chance. But we made made it to be able to go to the press box and then go out and uh, do some video of the Midway. So, guys, hey, tune in, listen for us, watch uh, Facebook will have something cooking tomorrow night at between 9.30 and 10 o'clock on, after the Arkham Menard Series race. Kyle, appreciate it. Looking forward to it, man. Glad, glad you get to go back. Rowdy, who wins the Pocono Arca race tomorrow? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go Sammy Smith. Kyle, it could be, I mean, Jesse loves it, stands a good chance. Uh, Corey Himes is a game. Brandon Jones has got a streak going, Kyle. That's who you think is going to win, right? Spoiler alert. Yep, spoiler alert. Just so you know, Brandon Jones is two for two in the 81 car. I all thank Sean Core and Stephanie Morgan for calling in tonight, guys. We'll get we'll get Kevin another night. We need we need a good thirty minutes, forty minutes for them. Oh yeah, he's very long winded. <laughs>